come into the Christmas season, there's always a, a presence that fills the everywhere. It's just like the presence of God is just real. And today, I have sensed that very same presence of God throughout this entire day. Just the, the holy presence of God. And as he is moving and, and tran transforming lives, impacting lives, and impacting his community of believers, he does this so that we might be fully used vessels of God. And as we come tonight, I, I pray right now that as we get ready to participate in the communion, that our hearts are just completely united with him. And that our ears are completely open to him. And that we will act in full obedience to him. As we get ready to read scriptures and share with you tonight, I want to just open with a word of prayer in this aspect of this service. Father, we're so grateful for the grace that covers us, Lord. We are so in awe of what you've done for us. What an incredible sacrifice that you paid for us, Lord. We are unworthy. We don't deserve it. We haven't earned it. <laughs> but it covers me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what this day means in all of history, all of time, all of creation. This day. <laughs> to stay, Lord. In the beginning of our worship, Justin read the golden text of the Bible, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. And, and if you grew up in church or if you've been around any time, you've heard that verse over and over again. And sometimes we can hear a verse and we can quote a verse and, and just get so used to saying it that we lose the amazing impact of a simple statement that is being made by the creator of the universe to you and I. For God so loved us that he gave his one and only that if we would just believe in him, he would give us eternal life. The amazing part that follows John 3.16 is in John 3.17 for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world <laughs> but that the world through him might be saved that's incredible isn't it we don't need anyone to condemn us we don't we've already been condemned and we know it in our hearts we feel that condemnation that sin brings into us and we feel defeated and, and hopeless and there's no purpose and all of that. And God said, I understand the state that you are in and I want to do something about it. <laughs> so Jesus came, not to, to condemn us, but to save us. And all we got to do is believe him. Isn't that amazing? What a, church... What an incredible God we serve. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. 
And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you would drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. As we look at what the scripture teaches us, as often as you do this, we're not a church that does communion every Sunday. We don't have a calendar, we keep it. And that's not saying anything about those who do. However you want to participate, this is what Jesus said. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So whenever you participate in the Lord's Supper or communion, the purpose of it is to remember what Christ has done for me. It covers me. We were just singing that, right? It covers me. I know that Jesus Christ did this for me. Will you own that church? He did it for you. Everyone here that's in this congregation, everyone watching online, every single one of us, it was for me. And I want you to say this right out loud right now. It was for me. (laughs) As we own that amazing sacrifice that God did for us, he said, I want you to do this in remembrance of me, what he did now. He says, I want you to remember what I did for you. And so when we do it in remembrance of him and we embrace him for what he is doing and what he wants from us, church, I I just... It doesn't matter what I want. This is what he wants. He wants us right now to just check out from everything else that's going on in life and everything else that's going on around us. He says, right now, just wait with me. We had the glass chapel open up for prayer at 6 o'clock tonight. And uh, when I was in there in the back and people were praying and things, and I was, I read the scriptures about the crucifixion and I'd been praying and, and reflecting on some things. And what I read there was when Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he said, my heart is heavy. And he asked his disciples if they would just pray with him. And as he went away and he sweat those drops that looked like blood and were blood that were shed from, from him as he was anxiety and praying before the Father. And the whole thing that caused that thing in Jesus was the fact that the holy God was going to take our unholiness upon himself. See, the, the suffering of Christ was on the cross but it began in the garden. And when he was there in the garden, and he was praying before the Father, he said, let this cup pass from me. He was saying, Lord, Father, look, you and I struggle with looking at our own screw-ups in our own life, right? Seriously. And Jesus was looking at every person that has ever lived and will ever live their sin. And as he looked at the cup to receive it into himself, he was saying, I will take all of that. (laughs) He said, you know, but Father, if there's any other way, would you just take this away? Nevertheless, 
even if I don't want to do this, I do it for you. Not my will, but yours be done. Father, you are doing this to redeem lost humanity. And church, as he did that, and he prayed that prayer, (laughs) he prayed the prayer, and then he got up, and he walked back to the disciples, and it was his closest compadres, Peter, James, and John. And when he walked up on them, he found them sleeping, right? And this is what he said to them, could you not watch with me for just one hour? As I read that, and I was over there in the glass chapel, and I had all these things going on in my head, I was like, Lord, forgive me. That as I'm sitting here in your presence to to wait and prepare myself to be able to come in and and speak to your people and, and open up the table of the Lord tell everyone what he's done my mind is is being bombarded with all these things and I'm like God I'm I'm struggling in the same way the disciples did in a different capacity maybe they were sleeping from all the things that were going on around them but my brain was so messed up with everything going on around I just said Lord forgive me (laughs) I want to watch with you I want to be available to you. I want to be there for you. Jesus went back and he did that three times, church. You know the story. Three times he went back and he prayed that prayer. And finally, when he was finished with that third prayer, he got up and he walked back to them and said, come on, it's time. And there was the crowd coming at him. Judas leading them. Judas coming up to give him a kiss. And he said, Judas, do you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? come away the disciples whom he had washed their feet just a few hours before around a table that we are participating in tonight those very feet that he had washed and prayed for now they used to run away from him and Jesus alone went before Pilate and high priests in the council he was beaten and and mocked and scourged all night long and different things that were happening as you know it unfolded before he was taken out to Calvary and nailed and as the nails were going in Father forgive them for they know not what they do was his prayer when they lifted him up and he was there between the two thieves all that was going on around noon it says that it became dark in the darkness there was a voice that was heard and in the darkness through the suffering of our Savior Jesus you could hear these words my God my God why have you forsaken me was there that Jesus hung between heaven and earth and the spiritual warfare of all eternity was taking place and the Father was pouring out the sins and the iniquities of us all on the spotless Lamb our Savior Jesus (laughs) 
hours later, he lifted up his voice and he said, it is finished. And he said, in your hands I commit my spirit. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. Our Savior paid the price for you and I that we might live and that we might live with him and for him. We are going to participate in communion in a different way than we have before. And what we're going to do tonight is I want us to take a few moments. Of course, we always do as the Apostle Paul gave the directions to the church in 1 Corinthians 11 that before we ever approach the table, we take a moment of time and we examine ourselves, me, examine me, you examine you before we approach that table and make sure that our heart is right with God. And then when our heart is right, we as the body of Christ here on earth will stand together and we will begin to sing a song and I'm going to have the staff come at the tables that I've appointed them to and we will have the communion open for you. We're going to sing as we come forward and we receive the communion and we're going to sing all the way through it and I want you to Take the communion as you receive it. It's up to you if you want to give it to your children. We leave that to the discretion of the parents. If you would, just go ahead and participate in the communion yourselves, by yourself or as your family group, however you want to do it. But we're going to be singing through that time. And then we're going to close our service with a worship song and a benediction prayer. And so what I want to do right now is I'm just going to ask everyone in the room if you would just bow your heads before the creator of the universe. And this amazing God who loves you, who loves me. We stand naked before him. I want everyone in this room to understand there is nothing hidden from the eyes of God. He knows us. And as we examine ourselves, the spirit of God will reveal our heart to us. And he wants us to see ourselves as he sees us. And if there's anything between us and him, he will reveal that to you that you might confess it and ask him to remove it, that your heart might be perfect before your creator. And that is what we do as we bow our heads right here before him in Jesus' holy name. And as we wait, there will be music that will start to play and then I will call us to further direction in just a few moments.
night that Jesus was with his disciples before he went to the garden, before he went to the cross, he said, I have longed to have this dinner with you. partaking of that Passover dinner and as he took that bread and he broke it he gave thanks so Father we thank you for your love for us this little piece of bread that we might receive tonight this matzah, this unleavened bread with its holes pierced through to remind us that you are pierced and broken for our transgressions Thank you. Thank you for the bread and for the giving of yourself for us. And then it tells us that when supper was over, he took the cup. And he said, take and drink, for this is the blood of the new covenant. Shed for the remission of the sins of many. Church, the blood of sheep and goats could not remove our sins. Simply covered them temporarily. But the blood of the spotless lamb of Calvary, our Savior Jesus, doesn't cover our sins. It washes them away. And so, Lord, we thank you for the cup that reminds us that you shed your blood for us. Life is in the blood. Life was required. For the wages of sin is death. But... Thank you, Lord. That verse didn't end. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for the blood that was shed for me, Lord. Thank you. I'm going to ask uh, Pastor George if he would come to that table and Pastor Andy and Pastor Janelle that would come to that table. Church, I'm just going to ask if your heart is ready. And <laughs> Look, I, you don't have to feel worthy because we're not. Okay? I'm not asking you to feel worthy to come to the table. No. I'm saying, does His blood cover you? <laughs> then stand in His grace. And as we stand together and, and the worship team begins to lead us in the worship, we're just going to ask that as you begin to sing that you would just come out and just come to one of the tables, go ahead and take the bread and the cup and just move on through. We don't have to have an organized thing. We're disorganized and we're not a perfect church and we know that. We serve a perfect Savior. And so don't even worry about that stuff. Just come before your amazing God. And let him do what he does for you. Amen? Amen. Go ahead, guys.